You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. And I'm Evan Novi williams and this is The Soon Is Now, sports business podcast, The Sportacast. Yeah, well, speaking of now, two days in a row... You've got the baseball hat on backwards, like very barstoolish, <laughs> very fraternity house vibe. I like to be comfortable in the office, Scott. Well, you know, nobody likes to be more comfortable than I. I am the. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was going to say, of all people, I, and, and actually today I I'm wearing real pants. Yeah, I'm, wear, I'm wearing real <laughs> pants. They're not sweats. I'm wearing real pants, and I, I did realize though that my shirt was ripped in two places a little while ago. Why didn't you? It tell happens. Me? Did you notice? I did on the sleeve. I noticed. Yeah. Yeah, there's one on the sleeve and one on the collar. I, I'm like, oops. Like, I, well, anyway. Uh, I, I didn't yeah. say anything because I don't judge, Scott. <laughs> well, exactly. That's why you and I work well together. Uh, <laughs> speaking of soon is now, I have been closing the show. Uh, for how long have we been doing this now? I don't even know. But Two say, years you know, almost. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sometime soon where, you know, the, uh, you know, the Sportico will be the Sportico will Media Network. Yep. Soon be the Sportico Media Network. Guess what? We have an announcement to make, and I, I very hope exciting. Guests, I hope guests do realize that I have changed the approach. And I, I would think in the last month or so, when I when I meant it, when I said soon, like I was like, <laughs> no, no, really, soon. <laughs> I've because gotten a lot of questions about when soon is going to happen. Yeah, Scott, yeah, I you were, you were the fun. boy who cried soon for a while. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> well, no, well, soon is now next week, but you got to stay tuned to the end of the show, right? We don't want to do it right now. Because uh, we have something that uh, we think you're going to enjoy. And then, now that we've actually started the soon or the now, we're going to roll out some more nows sooner than soon. Or sooner than soon was. So, yeah. Now we can now... Try to unpack that one, folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, See if you get that. Now Now the soon, the time between soon or sooners is going to be less... (laughs) I love it. Well, you know what else has taken a really long... This uh, this is a good, good segue, transition. Though. Good yeah, transition. you know what else has taken a ri- more time than our soon was NYCFC because they've been... I don't even know how long they've been playing now and they've been promising new stadium, soccer-only facility. You know, I don't know about you, Evan, but I have been up to Yankee Stadium for quite a few NYCFC games and... Just the, the the field's too big. You're too far away. They try the supporter section in center field. Like my son, the focus group of one, his favorite part of the game is when you go to the subway afterwards and the drum <laughs> guys are out there. Like that's yeah. when you really start to feel some atmosphere. But at long last, NYCFC has a soccer only facility. 
at Willits Point. If you're not from the area, that means City Field, where the Mets play. Adjacent to that, $800 million could be whatever uh, project. Hotel, affordable housing, not just a soccer stadium. Transformational for the area, MLS, and this franchise in particular. Eight years, by the way, Scott. Our, 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 our what will soon be uh, Sportico <laughs> Media Network was two years, and oh. NYCFC's stadium hunt was was eight plus. So it's 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 been a lot longer. I, I this has been, as you said, it's been a long saga. There have been a number of different rumored and 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 locations that got serious and then fell apart. It seems it, it's a good reminder to me, Scott, that money doesn't buy everything, right? <laughs> this is an ownership group. Uh, in NYCFC, it's a partnership between the Yankees and City Football Group, which is backed by Sovereign Wealth and the United Monsoor, Arab yeah. Emirates. Uh, money has not been typically has not really been the problem here. It's been a lot of other things. It's been political with with prior governors. It's been uh, there was a fight with Columbia University in northern Manhattan, I believe, for a little bit. Uh, there there have been a lot of hurdles here, but you're right. Finally, getting this done. It sounds like City Football Group is going to pay seven hundred and eighty million dollars to build this stadium. Um, the developers are also fairly interesting, Scott, and we can get into that. It's, it's related, which is Stephen Ross's company and Sterling Equity, which is uh, the Wilpon family. So, yep. so a group that obviously knows fairly well that, that that area, which right where Shea Stadium used to be and where City Field is is now. Um, but yeah, I think the the, the big top line here. It's going to be a game changer for revenue standpoint for the business of NYCFC. It's the seventh most valuable club in MLS right now. I imagine that's moving going to go on up, up to pretty the significantly <laughs> when they have their own exactly when they have their own building. Because as you said, Scott, Yankee Stadium for for all the great it is to watch baseball, it is not a great place uh, to watch soccer. Uh, and being able to solve that, I think, is a big deal. Do you know that reference? Moving on up. To I know the, the song. Yeah, sure. Do you know what it's from? The TV show? Oh, to a deluxe apartment. No. Oh, no. You didn't just embarrass yourself that way, did you? Damn. Really? Sometimes I nail it. Welcome back, Cotter, as well. Welcome, Welcome back. back. It's right yeah, there I knew in it was the another title. one of those songs that, that oh, everybody knows. God. Have you heard Darn. of the Jeffersons? I have heard of the Jeffersons. Okay. Yeah. Well, please go. I showed you the How Many Licks Does It Take Owl. <laughs> you did. And you, yeah. fi- I, you didn't even know that was a commercial and I showed yeah. it and you love that. I think you need to go back and look at the old classic TV stuff because like, these are good ideas. This is funny stuff. I it's love utilized it. now. I, I, will, I will do that. Um, I'll do that, Scott. And, and yeah, again, a, a really big deal. The news that you broke, so we should give you some kudos as well. I think I was driving. It was really hard. We were, <laughs> we were actually even delayed further because I was driving to hockey practice, you know, and I'm just like, oh my God, I got the call. I'm like, oh, geez, I got to hurry up here and I don't want to be texting and driving. I made my son text. It was, it was awful. But let me tell you the part that doesn't really surprise me that it took this long. I don't know what the hopes were at the start, right? you know, but having been a, a vice president. I, th- I don't want to. I don't want to exaggerate my title. I'm pretty sure I was the vice president of my condo board years ago. Just getting like things like repointing the bricks done and having to get the scaffolding, having to do anything real estate related in New York is really hard. Now imagine saying, "Well, we want to build this 800 million dollar stadium and it's a bigger project." And by the way, I'm not sure the land right there is. Great, you know, you have. To, I'm not sure what the EPA says about the the terra firma out there, um, but you're right. From a sports business standpoint, what do we talk about? The triumvirate. What's the holy trinity? You have the media, team, real estate. Team. You have the real estate, and you have the media. Right. All right. So they don't like media. That's all going through Apple now. 
That's a you know big dollar deal. By the way, we we found out what there's going to be an Apple patch on everybody's jersey, right? We found that out today in the pricing. I'll let you get into that if you want to, but this is going to be a game changer. Uh, I, I wish we had time to maybe run this by Kurt Bottenhausen and say, hey, does this automatically when this when this building is up and running shoot NYCFC to number one in terms of most valuable? I'm going to be like LAFC, NYCFC, you, got, you know, number one in two markets with soccer specific stadiums. Absolutely a game changer. And to that point, I believe this is a, a 23-acre plot. It's owned by the city right now. Um, NYCFC will pay lease on the stadium, but th- there's going to be a hotel. There's going to be housing. I imagine there's going to be some mixed-use re- retail. They're going to build a lot of the trappings that we see in a lot of these modern projects. And, and to go back to your other point, Scott, it, it, building a stadium in New York City is really difficult because there's actually just not that much land big enough or available to do it. And, and, and you would know better than me. I believe there was a fight about Willits Point and, and some rights that the Mets had uh, about whether this building could go there. But there, there's a space in Elmhurst, Queens that they looked at for a long time. Uh, yep. But there's really just not a lot of places that, that are a big enough acreage where you can put a soccer stadium in New York City. And, and that became another another huge hurdle as well. For those around the world and the country, if you've ever spent uh, a nice sunny Saturday in uh, in the park out there in in Flushing, um, you know that there's a bit of cricket going on. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to bet maybe we'll have some cricket matches in the in this uh, in this stadium, or would we call it a park? Is it big enough for that? I don't know. Um, but there's also a lot no. of soccer. <laughs> it's no, not. There's, also, all right, there's also a lot of soccer. Maybe the little kid cricket. We'll start with the little kid cricket. Uh, but there's definitely a lot of soccer played in Flushing Meadow Park. Uh, from a dem- demographic standpoint, uh, right in the wheelhouse of MLS fans. Um, yeah, all around, uh, like we, we, we said game changer a number of times, but we don't, we don't see it that often, but this is what the franchise <laughs> really needed and glad to see they finally, you know, got there soon as now as well. So I'm happy about that subway train and LIRR stop long Island railroad stop right there. So, so easy to get to as well. Scott, it's going to take too long, by the way, you said there's going to be a hotel. I am one night away this year from titanium elite. With my Ooh. Marriott points, it'd be really nice if I could just go out there and stay one night. Obviously, it's not going to be ready <laughs> quite yet, but that would be nice if I could cross into the Titanium Elite Lifetime category by staying in the hotel. But look at that little late. humble brag right there! I love That's it. That's right. Yeah, it just means I spend too many times in hotel, too many nights in hotels. That's all it means. Before we move on from MLS, you, you mentioned in there Apple MLS deal that 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 twenty two point five billion dollar plus deal that they signed last year. They're starting to unveil a little bit about what's going to happen, what it's going to cost, et cetera. News today, as we record this on Wednesday, just broke. Uh, MLS, the season pass for, through Apple is going to be $99 a season or $15 a month. It will be a little bit cheaper for Apple TV subscribers. Uh, and I, I believe those numbers go down just, just a little bit if you're already an Apple TV subscriber. But that is what uh, a full season of MLS season pass. All the games uh, is going to cost a major league soccer fan. They're all in Apple, the entire ecosystem is going in on soccer. They'll see if they can, you know, re- return on investment like we're seeing. And also, I don't think we ever discussed that Netflix was looking at buying things like World Surf League. And, mm-hmm. I mean, no, no surprise. There's a reason Endeavor bought UFC. It's a lot easier Only to own it than, than rent it out, yep. especially as what are we hearing about NBA rights? So much so that you see, um, we, this wasn't even on our topics to discuss. David Zaslav said, hey, we can live without the NBA. If they're looking at, you know, whatever, 3X, for whatever the X is, yeah. David Zaslav firing a, uh, a shot across the bow of the NBA saying, you know, TNT and Turner doesn't need it that badly. 
Well, yeah, we'll see how much of that is is actually posturing <laughs> and starting to have those uh, starting to have those conversations. Uh, and Apple also, Scott, looking at probably still the front runner for for a big NFL Sunday ticket package. Oh, I can, see segue coming. I can see use segue. that to segue uh, to another piece <laughs> of news from this week. Um, Skydance, uh, the 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 production studio, and the NFL partnering on a joint venture um, that is going to include NFL films and Skydance sports, a rolling up here, Scott, of, of the NFL on one side, the, the, the preeminent, biggest, most valuable entertainment property in America, and Skydance, a group that has some very prominent investors that is doing a lot globally around entertainment. Well, if you're not familiar with Skydance, one, let me give you the name you know, of the controlling partner. That's David Ellison. It's son of Larry Ellison. So you know there's deep pockets there. Uh, investor in Skydance for some time now, Jerry Cardinal, Redbird Capital. And clearly you're trying to see or you're seeing the picture that's forming of entertainment, sport, team, globality for what Jerry Cardinal is trying to put together. He's, you know, he's got a partnership with The Rock and Danny Garcia uh, in the XFL. Uh, and we're going to see there's like I saw something about, oh, like the quarterbacks trying to make it to the XFL, you know, whether it's reality. And it all goes back again to like Netflix looking to acquire the mm-hmm. leagues because it's must have, must see programming that frankly, it's just a whole lot cheaper to just own. So, yeah, 32 equity. So each team, you know, puts in uh, an, an even amount here and they, there'll be a, it'd be a, a joint venture um, with Skydance. You're just moving in a world. Is this about content? This is about fashion. This is about real estate. This is media. You're starting to see all these disparate pieces. If you can collect enough pieces and figure out how to put them together, and does it even have to be so cohesive? I'm not sure, but in, in a cohesive way, uh, you know, look out. I'm really anxious to see with an infusion of capital, an infusion of creativity and energy, what NFL films is capable of doing in partnership with Skydance already. I'm really looking forward to see uh, what they're doing because I, I I believe Skydance, didn't they do Maverick, uh, you know, the Top Gun Maverick movie? Believe so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that was like one of the, I think uh, I think that did pretty well at the box office. <laughs> if I'm heard, not yeah. mistaken, I've heard <laughs> that uh, it's not quite, you know, Taylor Swift sell out every second of everything. Sorry, Ticketmaster, you're having a tough time there. But um, uh, uh, that, that's a pretty darn good project to be attached to. And now you're looking a little rocket fuel adding the NFL. I don't know if you noticed this a few months ago. I tweeted about it, but the the if you Sky- tweeted, I noticed, my friend. <laughs> that's what. That's all you need to know. Another one of Skydance's recent movies is a, is a movie called Black Adam that The Rock is starring right. in. Yes, and and when they did a, an exclusive, I believe an exclusive uh, trailer that they were debuting at halftime at an AC Milan game. AC Milan just purchased by Jerry Cardinal and, and, and Redbird Capital. It included The Rock doing a little intro before the trailer, cheering on the, the, the fans over at San Siro. Uh, I think that's a good example of how a lot of these interconnected pieces can work together when, when you have big IP and, and big movies like Black Adam and you can do things on the ground at, in, in this case, maybe NFL stadiums or NFL overseas games that we're going to see. Um, there's a way in which a lot of the different parts of, of the whole hub here work together to, to, to create some really interesting crossovers. And I think we're going to see even more of that through this partnership. 
Yeah, I was actually thinking about that when I had mentioned fashion earlier. People were like, wait a minute, fashion? Milan, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. Milan is the fashion capital of Italy. I, I fully expect to see, uh, you know, the folks at AC Milan wearing um, Ferragamo shoes and uh, you know whatever. Who Zenya would not make sense, would it? Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know what? what it's, it's just it, it's bringing all of it together: fashion, entertainment, content, media, real estate. It's bringing it all together. And seeing how the pieces work and how they 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 just feed that ecosystem. It's it's really interesting to watch it from from our perspective. And a lot of teams, a lot of owners are trying to do it. They really they understand. Uh, and, and I think Bill Rasmussen years ago had it right when he created ESPN that the E came first. Right? It's it's the entertainment of it all more than the sports. <laughs> the E is first. I don't know if it's an accident, but I got to tell you, uh, looking back it's almost like he was looking forward. It's mm-hmm. excellent forethought that just this is really all about the entertainment first. And even what we do, by the way, here, here at Sportico, what gets a lot of attention when we publish the uh, real estate purchases or sales of athletes and entertainers, I mean, man, people really love, and it goes back to the MTV Cribs. You know, There's a reason. You can see it's just an updated version of all that. People love to see Shaq's house and you know what kind of car and what what was the private basketball court and pool. They love the glimpse behind the curtain, and all we're doing is getting closer and closer and closer. You know what else is getting closer and closer, Scott? Yes, the world, you the did world it. Cup you did it. Yes, is getting closer yes. and closer. This is our last episode before uh, Sunday night's kickoff between Ecuador and host Cutter. Uh, there's going to be a a lot of both on-field, obviously, uh, intrigue in in the next month around the World Cup and, and a lot of business. Uh, What's the and, temperature and today in Qatar? What's the temperature today? Ooh, Have you I looked? don't know, but it's probably pretty pretty hot. All right, I'm going to look. This event, for folks who don't remember, usually played in the summer. It is being played uh, in, in, in the winter here uh, because of... Uh, the temperatures in Qatar. It was too hot to, to, to no, hold so this nothing. event in, in the Do- standard. Doha Qatar right now. Fair has a little sunny, fair chance of rain, ten percent, eighty-two degrees, with a high of ninety-one. What Chilly. time? Is, what time is it in in in, in Doha right now? No, oh come on, that's not fair for you to ask me. Like, like I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know, but I'm just saying no, it's uh, yeah. You can't do that there. forever, but I'm it's saying. Oh wait, wait, I, all I know is here. Uh, overnight, midnight, it's going to be seventy-nine degrees. When uh, eleven a.m., eighty-nine. So about you know noon one p.m. are you going to hit ninety? That'll be the high noon one p.m. So you don't so want your kickoff at noon. Scott is uh, yeah, Scott is un- unimpressed about the uh, about the weather. Um, but Scott, the, there has been hundreds of billions. That is not an exaggeration. Hundreds of billions of dollars spent uh, by, by folks in Qatar to get this tournament ready. A whole <laughs> lot of controversy. All, all for Seth Blatter to say it was a mistake. <laughs> all, all for him to say it was a mistake. I mean, there's so many different directions we can go. We don't have too much time here. Um, but but what is your business takeaway preview heading into the World Cup? My business take is we already have the biggest loser of the games. When I say games, meaning you know World Cup, not Olympic games. We already have our biggest loser. This is the the sports business story that our our good pal um, Tarek Panja wrote about. Mm-hmm. That, that Budweiser can't have whatever the tents or the whatever it is. Um, they sign a huge marketing deal. Um, with FIFA and are told they have to kind of now 
uh, the government has told them they have to minimize visibility. So I wonder if there's sort of a renegotiation going yeah, on. You I want to pay you significantly less. Yeah, but I, but I want to know what the renegotiation <laughs> is. Yeah, we we hear about givebacks all the time. Like, okay, do I get another World Cup for this? Like, what 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 is that negotiation like? And I I can't um, I can't believe that it went this close to the game starting and that this had not been addressed already because this is not exactly something that should have snuck up on anyone. And for folks who are curious about how, who pays for what in this process, Andrew Zimbalist, the sports economist, did, a, did actually a really interesting op-ed at Sportico this week, breaking a lot of this down that I recommend people read. Um, the economics got for FIFA, maybe not surprisingly, uh, but really fantastic here. They're on the hook for a lot of the operational costs of the games on the grounding cutter, which is going to be about, budgeted to be about $1.7 billion. Revenue, they've already locked in $4.7 billion. That's easy math. That's a $3 billion <laughs> surplus Greater that, than. that FIFA is going to get <laughs> for having these games. So th there's going to be a lot of controversy, I'm sure, in the next few months. This is going to be extremely lucrative for FIFA. They keep about 10% of that for their own operational costs, and 90% of that goes out to various national governing bodies and stuff. It's not unlike the NCAA, actually, right, which makes a ton of money off of one event. In, in its case, March Madness, some of that money goes to fund the NCAA, but a lot of it goes back to, to the member schools. Um, we're just talking about much bigger numbers here on the, on, on the global soccer, soccer scale. But yeah, $220 billion is what was spent, according to estimates, in Qatar. But, but for FIFA specifically, they're going to cover the costs and they're going to clear around $3 billion just for having the event at all. All right, let's now tell if we have, you know, can, can we get a uh, a drum roll? Do we, we have that? You know, all right, we can we can make sure that our uh, crack uh, producer gives us a drum roll right around now. So we can tell everybody what we're doing. Finally, I, I thank you for bearing with us. We've been talking about the expansion of the network, but th there's a reason it took so long. We wanted to make sure that we got it right and this is something we we really believe in. And I'll tease it by saying that we will also be talking about the World Cup, only we'll be talking about the Copa Mundial. Mm. So we have believed that for a long time, the Hispanic community has been underserved in sports business, by sports business media. So we have decided that as the first new program in the Sportico Media Network, we are going to launch a Spanish language sports business podcast. We don't believe another one exists in North America. Um, I, I haven't delved that thoroughly into the uh, iTunes, Apple stuff, but uh, I have not seen, heard one. Uh, and the exciting part are here are the co-hosts. Asla Pelit, of course, of Sportico, and Boris Gartner, who people probably know in the sports business world as the CEO of La Liga North America. And we should bring them in to explain why we're doing this and what they hope to convey to the audience. Hola, amigos. ¿Qué tal? ¿Cómo están? Boris y hasta porque ¿qué estamos haciendo con ese programa? Well, we're doing um, the first major Spanish sports business podcast in North America and probably South America as well. There is a definitely space for it and need for it, I think. And I remember the first time you told me about this, when you hired me, the only thing that was in my mind since then is how can we do this quick enough so that we can reach millions of people who speak Spanish and interested in sports business. Yeah, and, and Boris, I was so thrilled that you are lending your name, your credibility, your expertise, your experience, because 
not only on the English language podcast, but it's just so lacking, I think, sort of in the ecosystem to be able to deliver all those things, make people laugh, make them smile, and also teach them something. So tell your listeners, your future listeners, what do you hope to achieve with this show? Yeah, so for me, it's it's two things. But the first one is when Scott calls and asks for something, you never say no. So that was, that <laughs> nobody, was it. That nobody has told my family that. <laughs> uh, get, put me on with your wife. I have a chat with her. But uh, that's the first one. And then the second one, there's 600 million Spanish speakers globally. And as a part of this sports industry, there's not a definitive podcast in Spanish that can keep you uh, informed and smart about what's going on in the sports business in Spanish. Um, and I think that when you look at, at that audience, potential audience, and everything that's going on at a global level with all sports, not just, you know, football, soccer, but, you know, uh, all the American leagues with aggressive international expansion, international leagues trying to, to get to the uh, U.S. market. There's just enough topics to chat about and, and an audience to reach. So it's exciting. One of the numbers that I cite on the podcast a lot, our podcast that I, I think shock a lot of people, the, the most watched sports league in the U.S. is not MLS and it's not the English Premier League. It's Liga MX down in Mexico, and it's and it's Liga MX by a huge margin. It, it, more viewership for for Mexican soccer in the U.S. than English Premier League and Major League Soccer combined. Uh, I, I do think it's uh, as you guys are saying that there's a huge untapped or maybe underserved, not untapped, underserved marketplace here, and it shows Boris your history, your background before you were with La Liga. You were doing a lot of Spanish language television. You know this world so well. Um, it, it seems as though there, there's just so much interest and so there, there's just a huge population of people who love sports, love soccer. Um, and I'm really excited to see, to see you guys grow. And we're going to have a little rivalry, I think, between the Sportacast and La Previa about, uh, about the size of, uh, of listenership at some point soon, I think. What I can tell you is that uh, we have lined up amazing participants for the launch of, of the podcast. So... I don't know what you guys brought in, you know, for the first few episodes, but I'm happy to have that competition. <laughs> I love the way you're so competitive, Boris. This is the kind of, you know, that's how we start. And this is the only way is up. And also, like you said, we don't want to give out the surprise, but there's quite an amazing list of Spanish speaking C-suite executives, club owners, uh, personalities of sport that everybody is super interested in listening, what they're been doing and what they're going to do next. So I am very excited and starstruck a little bit, actually. Hey, we'd be bobos if we didn't take advantage of the Copa Mundial. See, so, uh, si tu quieres decir who's coming on first, you know, jugador de fútbol. De España. Why, why don't you tell the guests or the listeners who's going to be your first guest and uh, what, what you guys talk about? Our first guest will be legendary goalkeeper of Real Madrid and a Spanish national team, Iker Casillas, who is um, going to be in Qatar, obviously. So we're going to talk to him right before he leaves for this month of amazing Jogo Bonito. Uh, we will all be watching him also commenting uh, on television in Spanish in different platforms, but also obviously our eyes will be in his also new endeavors in, in football, which we will talk about more 
on our first episode. Did, is anybody going to tell the audience when that first episode is? I mean, do we have to do everything, Eben? I know we're the veterans here, but <laughs> when is it? How often will it be? Can, give it, give us the it? details. We call that the housekeeping here. Go ahead, Boris, tell us. Yeah, so we're launching before the World Cup, as we said. It's going to come out as the, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, give me the date exactly. It's Monday. We're going to come out. We're going to come out Monday. So everybody can get the first episode there. Then we'll see moving forward. It's going to be once every two weeks. We don't want to tax you guys at the beginning. We'll go once every two weeks. But I've seen the lineup of guests. I am going to be listening. You know, I'll probably catch every third word. It's been a while. Hace años que yo hablo español y olvidé mucho, pero tengo que practicar. And I will. And this is another chance for me to practice my Spanish, which I love. And, and, and Boris and Oslo, two words that I want to bring it up that I hope you guys do hammer home repeatedly in the podcast. And that's buying power, purchase power. Like the, the Hispanic community has massive global buying power. And that's all part of the sports and entertainment ecosystem. And I just get a feeling once, once you see brands and companies understanding what is available and, and and the buying power of the group, you're going to see a lot more targeted programming. And we're doing this as a public service. We just want people to uh, around the world to be listening to more Sportico content. I mean, yes, it's altruistic. But at the same time, like you said, and we've seen it, I think, starting last year's Super Bowl, um, this year's World Cup. Advertisers are targeting Spanish-speaking communities that live in the United States, and they have really pushing to be on the first five, you know, to be the first top brands that they can um, reach to this community that was perhaps neglected for many years. I don't know, Boris, you have yeah. seen it before. Can you tell us a little bit more? Yeah, it, and maybe beyond that, you know, there, there is, and I can geek out on this topic. Geek away, spend, my you know, friend, geek away. Hours with you guys, but there is a huge opportunity with Hispanics in the U.S. and and it has been a market um, that has been largely underserved. Um, but I think that the next big opportunity, because I think brands and, and and partners in the U.S. have understand that power and on the politics side as well. Uh, but I think that the next big opportunity is actually that Spanish language community at a global level. Again, as I was mentioning, six hundred million Spanish speakers globally. There's a lot of similarities uh, between definitely U.S. Hispanics, Mexicans, uh, Latin Americans. And so that target audience that you're going to find at, at, the, at the continent level and then, you know, complemented by the population in Spain. Um, it, the, the opportunity, again, for a global product that targets this audience is huge, not only from an editorial perspective, but from a commercial perspective. I am so excited. And for our bilingual listeners... I will say, I wish, ojalá, that you two in week one, week two, I hope you just soar past us in listeners. I, I wish you guys nothing but Yo success. También. I want this. To, hey, way to go, Evan. <laughs> I want you guys to be so successful with this that it's appointment listening and people come every couple of weeks and be like, I want to learn and I want to laugh. And I, I thank you guys for doing this. I, I really do. I am so excited to listen to episode one and beyond. I don't want to disappoint you. That would be bad. So we'll push. <laughs> Always. And thank you so much for actually creating these ideas, Scott. This is like your your child in a way that I think La Previa, um, although 
You didn't even give its name. I, I was going to say, I think that's the first time you said the name of the podcast, by the way. La Previa, which I means Asla. Uh, I think, I, I think our um, bilingual speakers will understand it's more words because it's, it's whatever you do before a big game is La Previa. Like, what do you do? It's a preview of, of any big um, sports competition. And I think in Argentina, when I was living, every time like on a Sunday before you go to the soccer game that you're you know, supporting your team, you do a previa, which is a little bit of, you know, asado, a little bit of vino, you just drink and have fun. And of course, like dissect your soccer team to pieces before you get to the stadium. And, you know, you're sort of like on the sideline, you know, a coach of that team. And that's the previa. And we're trying to do that. We're going to try to dissect the industry, give you details that you might not know. And hopefully our guests will be sharing a lot of that stuff with us as well. Look at that, Eben. They kind of hijacked our show already. So I think they're ready to go. They're ready to fly and have their own. Thank you very much, guys. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Gracias. De nada. All right. There you have it, Eben. Like, should I do a regular and be like, do I have to change it? I don't even know. What do I, what do do I you want to do it in Spanish? Un día muy importante por Sportico. Yeah. Okay. The day has arrived. Yeah. I don't even know, you know, where, what, so what do we, what do we normally say now? I'm all confused where we go. You know, thanks. You know, you're Evan Novi Williams on the Twitter, Novi underscore Williams. I'm Scott Soshnick on the Twitter. It's Soshnick producer, Matt Whitehurst. Get, get that drum roll in there, Matt digital media editor, Corvelman. She loves it. When I remind you, the show can be found at Sportacast, which is the hub of the Sportico media network. Gracias por todo. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.